you know, the fun family vacations, they're actually enjoying their family vacation. They're not all, you know, at each other's throats. It's, it, it is possible. And I think until I kind of became more self-aware and really did some inner work, I didn't realize that that was possible. Hey everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Entering Motherhood, a podcast dedicated specifically to new moms going through this amazing journey in life. I'm your host, Sarah Bilger, a postpartum nutritional coach slash mechanical engineer. And as always, I'm so excited to be here with you and share all the information I've been lucky enough to obtain since becoming a mom. In this episode, I talk with Kaysen about how it's possible to thrive in motherhood, what her journey has been like figuring that out, and how she helps other mamas see this happen in their own life. Hello, and welcome to Entering Motherhood, and I'm so happy to have you here today. And um, I'm just really excited to, you know, hear your story and everything that you've been through since becoming a mom. So how about you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Perfect. Okay. Well, my name is Kaysen and I'm a stay-at-home mom turned entrepreneur, which is something I would have never dreamed I would ever say, ever. Um, So I've got an online course, a podcast. I'm doing my best to build an online community. Um, for moms so that they don't feel alone in motherhood. And I do have three daughters of my own. They're six and under. And I use social media to encourage mamas right where they are. So that's a little bit about me. I mean, we have talked about motherhood before. And I know with your course going on and everything, there's so much there and so much um, that you talk about. And really, it just I want to emulate like the power of sharing our story and what kind of drove you to wanting to share more about your life and, and where you have kind of, you know, made that shift. Yeah. So I think that culture and society feeds us this lie, really, that motherhood has to be this life of overwhelm and chaos and exhaustion and We've just got to come last. Like you don't matter anymore after your kids are born. And mom life is, you know, it does require sacrifice and it can be overwhelming at times, but that doesn't mean that we can't thrive right where we are. You don't stop just, you know, existing because your kids come along. And the idea that you don't matter anymore once you have this title of mom is just simply not true. And so that's something that I'm passionate about sharing. It's something that I wish I would have heard more um, shared on social media and just, you know, culture in general. And I think that we have convinced ourselves that we have to wait until, you know, until we stop nursing or until they get older or they go to school or, you know, until, until, until. And you just don't have to wait. You don't have to wait. I wish somebody would have, you know, reminded me that, I still matter and I still need to take care of myself. And almost in a way, like it's now it's more important than ever because I'm having to pour out into, you know, these little humans who need me. They're dependent upon me. And if I'm not filling my own cup and taking care of myself and truly nurturing myself, then how do I expect to be able to, you know, pour into their lives and meet their needs? So that's kind of where things started to shift when I realized that, you know, I do still matter. I'm still me. And um, that's, that's kind of what I aim to do on, on social media now. 
That's awesome. I love how you said like that, like wait until like you don't have to wait until that one special moment or like you said, like after this or once they're a certain age or once they're done this cycle or once they're done that stage and stuff like that. And I think, you know, that's something I definitely you know, noticed and was hearing when I first became a mom. And it was like, Oh, this is motherhood. This is what you have to go through now. And all your life is like going to be revolving around your kids. And while like, you know, yeah, that's true. Your life is different. And like all these new things are changing. And and so much has shifted and you're you're losing this part of yourself. You know, we're still getting so much more that like we never even knew possible and like so much is like being uncovered and we don't have to lose the things that we love about ourselves. we don't have to give up you know certain things we just have to I think work a little harder to make those things a priority in our life and you know I love you know you saying like that's something that you want to share on social media and something that like you really push for and something that you wish you would have heard more of. Yeah, I think that it's, I, I you know, heard, I, I feel like that I came, you know, six years ago, things were a little bit different than they are now. People weren't as openly talking about the realities of motherhood, how hard it was. You know, you have this idea of the Pinterest mom, and that's kind of what we were being, you know, fed um, to a degree, I guess you could say, you know, six, 10 years ago. Because we were seeing all of these perfect Pinterest images and moms matching their daughters and they were put together and ready. And it was just like this, that's the image that was being pushed out. And, and people weren't talking about the realities of being up at the middle of the night at 2am or a fussy colicky baby or, um, you know, the postpartum depression or the anxiety and all of those things that kind of come that are natural, you know, with hormones and things shifting. Um, it's totally normal for those things to happen. And I just didn't, I was not prepared for any of that. Um, you know, whenever I had my, my first daughter and, it just, it sent me into this tailspin of just anxiety and just a really deep, you know, dark place that I felt very alone in. And so that's kind of where the inspiration, I guess, comes from um, to share my story and to kind of, my heart has always been for moms, like, especially once I became a mom, it was, you know, I get that this is hard and people aren't talking about it. And so that's, that's who I speak to is that mom who feels all alone, who feels like she's doing it herself and like nobody gets it because we've all been there, whether or not we put it out on social media, whether or not we're talking about it with our friends or in real life, like we have all been there as a mom who has felt like she was the only one or felt like a failure, felt like she wasn't enough, felt like she wasn't doing a good job. And nobody's talking about that kind of stuff. And I wish that I would have heard more of that, you know, in the early years, and I wouldn't have felt so isolated. Yeah. Do you have any specific memories, I guess, that you can look back on to those like early years, postpartum of like, when you really were like, I must be the only one, like, I feel alone. Do you have any like, I guess, like specific stories? I I just... (laughs) I remember my friends in real life had multiple children and I would see them in the, you know, out on play dates or whatever it was. And they were all just the fact that they were all dressed and ready and put together, like they had on makeup, their hair was fixed, their kids were fully clothed and matching outfits. And I was just like, 
how are they doing this? Like, I can't even get myself together and my one baby, much less put on makeup, take a shower, get my hair ready. And so I just, that's, that is the, the most recent memory. Like that's the first memory that I have of, of feeling that way is just, how are these people doing this? They are not human. How are they doing it? Um, but then, you know, I came to learn that there was there was a lot that I was kind of dealing with that maybe they weren't dealing with. But there are other moms out there who do deal with that. Um, a lot of overwhelm, a lot of, you know, anxiety and depression, like I said. And there are times when you have to reach out to, you know, those closest to you, um, maybe a spouse or a family member and say, you know, I feel like this is maybe a little too much. Um, this feels like a lot and I, I need a little bit of help. And that looks different for everybody. For me, you know, it looked like a season of medication and kind of taking that route to start to feel more like myself. And so that's something that I advocate for as well. If if moms feel like they need that help in that way to not be afraid to reach out. There's just such like the stigma, um, you know, around those things and, and mental health. And so that's kind of what I speak to as well. Yeah, I think that's great. I think a lot of the times, you know, we do kind of, it's easy to compare like, oh, how are they getting dressed and doing all these things and, and having everything done? Like, should I be like that? Should I be able to do those things? And some things are going to come easier for you and some things are going to come easier for them. And I think just like, you know, being able to see like where you are at, like on your own personal journey is is huge in itself too. Like, you know, maybe you can't get dressed in matching outfits and have like your hair and makeup done every day, but you're really good at communicating with your kids or, or having conversations with them or building bonds with them. Like we all have our own like strengths and weaknesses. And I think too, you know, like you said, like if there is something that you're struggling with, like, Find out like if there's some way that you can get help. Like don't just feel like, oh, this sucks. Like I have to stay here. And I think, you know, like that's something that like I I feel like you're definitely like an advocate for like moms wanting to to thrive and, and wanting more out of that and you know not wanting to like sit there and and wallow and and they want to know what makes them happy they want to know like where where they can be and they're just kind of stuck in this cycle of well how do I start yeah I mean I was definitely out the reason that I, I share and the reason that I kind of am drawn to that specific type of person is because that was me that was me. You know, I felt like I was in this, I was just lost. I was lost in motherhood. I didn't know who I was. My identity felt like it had just been ripped away from me. I didn't know who Kaysen was anymore. It was just my child's mother and, you know, so-and-so's mom. And it, it really kind of, it made, it left me feeling lost. Like I didn't have a place anymore. And I really had to kind of try to figure out, okay, what does it look like to also be mom, but still be me? Because yes, I have this, my identity has shifted, but I am still me. And it took me way too long to realize that and to kind of start digging back into like, okay, who I, who am I? What makes me happy? What, what do I enjoy now? Um, and that looks different after you have babies, 
But like you were saying in the beginning, you are still you and you can still find ways. It may not look like it once did and it may not be perfect, but you can still find ways to do what fills your cup and feeds your soul. And I think that's that's the most important thing. Yeah. So for a new mom out there, you know, like just starting to navigate motherhood, where would you kind of suggest they start? First of all, I <laughs> I know that when you're not sleeping through the night, it is very, just life is very difficult. And, you know, some babies will sleep through the night very early on. My babies did not do that. So I get it. I get what it is like to be sleep deprived for months and months and months. And some don't sleep, you know, through the night until they're toddlers. So it's very hard to kind of say, because for me, one of the things that has been so life-changing has been my morning routine. But mamas immediately shut down and they're like, wait a minute, I'm not sleeping through the night. Like, how can I, how can I do this? And so what I do is I encourage them to, if you can't do it in the morning, if you can't wake up before, you know, the baby or the toddler, whenever you can, as soon as you can, first thing, like during the day, take time to sit and to just evaluate, okay, how am I feeling? what is going on, you know, with me? How do I feel? And just kind of being in touch with that. You know, you've just gone through this huge physical transformation, this emotional transformation. Things are just, you know, all over the place. And what we have to do is kind of try to get in touch with ourselves again and say, okay, how am I feeling today? Or, you know, what's going on? And just start to become more self-aware, I think, is really the first step that anybody should try to implement, regardless of where you are in your season of motherhood or even in life. Just taking that time to really become self-aware and figure out, okay, how am I feeling? What's going on? What is this about? You know, do how does my body feel? Um, and just kind of start to explore those things. And I think that really will lead to more. And so again, like I was saying, not maybe not first thing in the morning, like what did I wake up with? What am I looking forward to today? But just at some point throughout the day, maybe it's a bathroom break. Like some days for me, that's what it looks like is just, and sometimes you don't even get that, you know, by yourself. But whenever you can start to ask these questions and just, what does Kaysen need today? What does she need? Does she need a little extra water? Does, does she need, you know, some fruit or does she need to just go sit outside in the sunshine? What does she need and start to do those things? Yeah. What are some things that you like to do? I love to read. I love to go outside whenever the sunshine is shining. I love to just breathe the fresh air. All of the things that I really took for granted before kids like light me up now. I love the sunshine. I love being outdoors. Um, That really does just feed my soul. And so I love that. I love to sing. I love to sometimes just dance and be silly. I've always like taken myself so seriously in life. And, you know, having kids kind of helped me to realize you can have fun and you can be silly and it's okay to not be, you know, by the book all the time. And so we will have dance parties and just try to be silly. And, you know, that shifts your mood. It shifts your perspective and your energy. And it really does, you know, bring you back to life sometimes. You need that. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. I think 
Rosie has allowed me to be like more playful again and more creative again and really just like tap into those parts of me that I feel like I kind of disconnect it from. And so like, it's interesting to hear like people say like, you know, they feel like they've lost themselves like in motherhood and stuff. And I feel like I've like found my childhood side again. And like, I've been able to like play with her and do things with her that like, I wasn't doing as an adult and like, I love doing those things. And so like, yeah, like here I am like doing them because like I have a child. So true. Like, yeah. And like, I'm also like doing them and enjoying them because like there are things that I forgot that I love doing. And like, I almost feel like I have like an excuse to like go to the playground and like slide down a slide now because like, like, I think like, you know, if an adult were to just like go and do that, like, it's kind of like, why are you doing this? But now you have like this little child who it's like, oh, I'm doing it because Rosie wants to. <laughs> so like, I've found like things that, yes, yes. yeah, like I found things that like, I forgot I enjoyed. And like, you know, I think like you said, like having that awareness and really just kind of like tapping into you know, like, what do you like? Like, what excites you? Like, what do you want out of life? Like, why are you here kind of? And like, what are you craving? Like, what do you want to see? Like, what is that, you know, vision of life look to you? And I think, I think like my curiosity has really like, led me to find out like what that looks like as a mom and like what it can look like. And like, definitely, you know, like there's still hard days, there's still rough times. And like, there's still things like, you know, like you were saying, like feeling alone and, and thinking like, I remember like very early on, like nursing Rosie, like I was like, this sucks. This is hard. Like before she was even born, I was like, how in the world, like, am I going to get milk out of my boobs and feed my child like the idea of it was just like so wild like I was like this isn't gonna happen and I was like I'll try like I'll see how it goes and like it was rough at first it was really really rough and it sucked but like I just like pushed through it and I was like this is something that you know like I think is gonna benefit her and have like a bonding experience for me and like after that I think like first month, it just started to get easier. And then like, it was just a little bit easier, like as time went on, and we were able to like breastfeed for, uh, I think like 14, 15 months. And then I was like, you know what, like, I want my body back, like, it's been past a year, and, and I'm ready to, you know, like feel like I'm not constantly being a milk producer for her. But, you know, like that was just like a choice that I had made and like my husband was okay with it. He was like, yeah, like whatever's like better for you and things like that. And and she was fine. Like I think she was starting to kind of like self-wean herself off too. But, you know, it's like stuff like that. Like you think like you see, especially like you were saying like on social media and and everything, you see all these other moms, you know, like perfectly breastfeeding and not having any issues and it seems so easy and like people that are doing it for years and stuff and you're like man like 
why can't I do that? Like, I know moms that have not even been able to like make it past a couple weeks or like they, they just don't even start because it's hard. And like, I think whatever decision you're going to make is like the best decision for you and the best decision for your baby. But like, you know, I think it's very easy to get lost in that idea of what the, you know, Pinterest mom or the perfect mom is doing that like we feel like we're failing or that we're not doing uh, as much as we could be or should be. Yeah. And it's really just this idea. I think that we kind of, we have this idea in our head of what it should be like or how it's going to go. Even talking about breastfeeding, you, people aren't talking about how hard it is. You're only seeing the good and the easy and the fun, like parts of it. You're not seeing the 2am, you're the only one that can do it because you're mama and you have the milk and baby, you know, has a tongue tie or a lip tie or, you know, you don't see the struggle. People aren't sharing that in their everyday. They're just sharing the beautiful breastfeeding pictures where it looks calm. And, you know, so then you have this idea in your head of what it should be like. And when it doesn't feel like that or look like that, you feel like a failure. You feel like you're not doing a good job. You feel like you're not good enough. You know, you're not doing the right things the right way. And I think it's just, it really comes down to this. At the end of the day, social media is not, you know, we we just keep talking about, you know, that, but social media is not a reality. It's just a snapshot. It's just a picture. It's just a moment in time. It's not somebody's everyday life. It's not their struggles. And to some degree, it's not reality. But, you know, I know a lot of times people do share the good and the pretty. And that is their, you know, reality because I shared not long ago that I get it now. People can actually have joy. These people who are posting, you know, the fun family vacations, they're actually enjoying their family vacation. They're not all, you know, at each other's throats. It's, it, it is possible. And I think until I kind of became more self-aware and really did some inner work, I didn't realize that that was possible. And so sometimes, yes, you're getting, you're getting the accurate picture, but then a lot of times we are just seeing a moment in time. So we just have to remind ourselves to take things at face value. Things are not always what they appear to be. You know, you're seeing this corner of the house. You're not seeing the rest of, you know, the mess and the dirty dishes. You're just seeing, you know, this moment in time. It might not be the the complete picture. So just don't compare your everyday life to to a snapshot in somebody else's day. Yeah. I love how you said like, it is possible to have like that good family vacation and it is possible to have like those good moments because like, that's another thing that like, you know, I think people get hung up on, like, they're like, Oh, like this is just supposed to like, you know, be hard to like round up your family and get them all in the car. And it's going to take hours to get here. You know, you can't have like a nice day. Like, going somewhere or or going to see your friends or going to do this. And it's like, no, like you can do those things. And like you said, like changing your mindset around it and kind of just like having more awareness and saying like, what is really the struggle here? And like, what is going on? Like, why can't I get myself together? Like what's going on? And it's like, okay, like, can we take like little tiny steps? Like maybe it's just like going out in the backyard and having like, 
a play date or something like not having to travel somewhere, but just doing like little tiny things that are going to like help you have like an easier time doing those things that you want to do and that you want to enjoy. And I think just like, you know, starting small and not like if you've never gone on family vacation before, don't just like, all right, everybody like get in the car. We're going on like a massive road trip and we're not going to be home for days. (laughs) Like do a day trip. Yeah, I think that you you actually just hit the nail on the head whenever you tied it back to mindset because you're going to see evidence of what you're looking for. So if you have this negative outlook that this is going to be this terrible, hard, awful thing that's taking away all of my freedom, I'm not this, you know, I can't do anything anymore, then that's what you're going to see. That's going to be your reality. And I got stuck there for a long time. I got stuck in this negative mindset. And again, like you said, it goes back to becoming self-aware and kind of figuring out what is that about? What is this negative? Where's this this negative perspective coming from? Is there more to it? And a lot of times there is. And it takes work to kind of get yourself unstuck and get out of that cycle. But it is possible and it's possible to thrive. And that's why I say it's possible to thrive in motherhood wherever you are, regardless of the season. Because it's true. It comes back to mindset. It comes back to a mindset shift and your perspective on things. Yeah. And I think, you know, like it's really powerful having people like you, you know, like sharing that side of it and sharing that story because like, yeah, there's there's going to be those ups and downs. But like if you want to see something like going on in your in your life, I think like maybe it's going to be a little hard at first and it's going to be like rough to get there. But then like, that's going to be your normal. Like that's going to be, once you build those habits, like once it starts to be a part of your lifestyle and once like you start to accept, like I want to have like an enjoyable time out here with my family. Like I want to be able to like still go on dates with my husband or hang out with my friends like I want that to be possible and you tell yourself like it is possible I think like just giving yourself that permission to like want those things and know like you're not taking away time with your kids like you're not giving them any less it's, it's almost like when you give yourself more, like you're able to give them more because you're happy and, and you're doing the things that you love and you're not stressed out. And, and I think it's just allowing more, like there's no lack. It's just when you do those things that you want and, and love, there's just going to be more of it. Yeah, you definitely have to pour into yourself. You have to figure out, you know, what fills your cup because if we're not filling our own cups, we can't pour out into, you know, our kids or anybody else. It's just, it's not going to work and it's not sustainable. And I think that's why so many moms are so stressed and so burned out and anxious and even depressed because we're just not fulfilled. We're being pulled in 50 different directions and nobody's stopping to ask themselves, okay, what do I need? What what lights me up? What do I enjoy? What do I want to do in this moment? And maybe I can't do that thing, but what is something that I can do? And what do I need? And just kind of starting to do those things. And you're right. It is a practice. It's something, it's a discipline actually that you have to get in the habit of doing. 
and understanding that you're worth that and it is worth it to do those things. And then you start to do them and you make it more of a practice. You make it more of a habit and then you start to see the benefits of it over time. And it's it's really small, small baby steps that can equate to massive change. So that really is where it starts is filling your own cup. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you made a really good point of like, you know, telling yourself like you are worth it. Like you are worthy of having all of those good things. Like you are worthy of of being able to still be cared for yourself. And like that isn't lost and it shouldn't be lost. And like any any mom like listening to this, like thinking like, oh, like not me or like anything like that. Like we all are, like we're all worthy of getting like the things that we need in life. And like, I think it is like, it's a basic need to be like cared for and like caring for yourself even. And I think, you know, like it doesn't have to be complicated. And you know, like you say, like just bringing it down to the basics and like simplifying it because that's where we're going to see like the most success. And so like, I really, I really think like that message needs to be like amplified more and not like taking away from like struggles and things that like we can't control, but what can we control? And like, where can we start today? Like just making a little, a little shift. And it and doesn't have to be hard. Yeah. And even even for me, something that I've started to do is, and you know, once you become a mom, things change, things shift. So I used to not, you know, care about, and this has nothing to do with kids, but I used to not really care about flowers. I was like, okay, it just is what it is. Like, I didn't really care if I got them for my birthday or a special occasion. But now it's like, I love flowers. I love to have them beside the kitchen sink. It really just, I don't know. It's like the little things, like you were saying, the small things that will just light you up and make you feel alive and appreciated and like seeing value and beauty. And so my husband, I love him. He is amazing. He's an amazing dad. He And he will get me flowers, you know, on special occasions and every now and then. But it's something to where I've started to get flowers. I will I will just get flowers at the store because it's what makes me happy. And why would you not do that? I think for the longest time and and what we do is we we're just waiting around for somebody else to give us that validation, for somebody else to speak value and the worthiness and everything into our lives. And when I started showing up for myself and being that person for myself, even though my family I have a close, you know, support system and my family loves me and they speak life into me and love me. Um, but whenever I, I started doing it for myself, it something shifts, something shifts there. And so why not go get the flowers at the store? Like, why would I wait around for somebody else to give me the flowers? What if they're not coming? Like, what if they're not bringing the flowers? Go get it yourself. Go do for yourself what you want. Like paint your nails, whatever it is that you need to do that's going to make you feel that joy. And it really can be something small. It doesn't have to be, you know, this this car, this bag, this, this, you know, job, whatever that you think might bring that validation. It can be something, you know, small that can bring the joy and really just light you up. So why would we not do that? Yeah, I completely agree. And like, that's such a good point. You know, I think like a lot of the times we're like, oh, like, 
this person isn't doing this or my children aren't having this or like this isn't happening or that's not happening. It's like, well, what can you do about it? And like, yeah, like if you really want flowers and like flowers aren't coming, go out and get yourself flowers because that's going to make you happy. And like, why can't you care for yourself in that way? And like, why can't you bring that joy to yourself? Like you can. Like, if you know, like, oh, fresh flowers in my kitchen are going to make my day a little bit better, then, like, go out and get them. And then maybe, you know, eventually, like, your husband will see, like, oh, she really likes having these flowers. Maybe, like, I'll I'll get her more flowers, you know, like, so she doesn't have to be, like, buying them for herself. But, like, and that's another thing, like, communicating, like, what you want, I think, is huge. Like, until you're saying, like, I want flowers – how is anybody supposed to know that you want them? And like, I think just like, you know, we we think all these things in our head and sometimes they just get stuck there and they're lost. And like, until we really like speak it out and, and even just tell ourselves that, I think they stay hidden. And like, we think like, oh, everybody knows this. But, like, if you're not talking about it, if you're not telling people about it, they don't know. Like, I think we're always so consumed with, like, our own thoughts and, the like, our own things that are going on. And, like, a friend will need to be reminded, like, if you want to hang out with them. Because especially in motherhood, like, we have schedules and we have things going on. And I know, like, once Rosie gets older, there's going to be, you know, like, sports and other activities and after school stuff and school stuff like there's always going to be something going on and I think like unless we communicate with our friends or family and say like hey I want to hang out with you more or hey like I'd really like to do this they're not going to know because they're also going through their own schedule and doing their own thing and so I think you know again going back to like bringing awareness to what you want and then like what can I do to get there. A lot of us don't feel like we have the right to speak that. We feel like we don't deserve it. And so it's like, who am I to say I need this? Like, I'm not supposed to need anything. And mom life tells us we're supposed to be last. You don't need anything. You just serve everybody else. You do for everybody else. And, but then it's like, who's taking care of me? Who's taking care of you? You've got to, you've got to do that because you're right. Everybody else does have their own lives. And even those closest to us still have things that they're not ignoring you. They're not trying to make you feel like you're not seen or not heard, but we just have our own things. And so sometimes you have to, you have to know what you want. And then you have to communicate that with those closest to you. And you have to let them know what those things are. I, yeah, I just think, you know, like I love finding people like you and like connecting with people that like really you know, understand that and like want to help other moms get to that point of realization and awareness. And like, because we know like how much good it has served us. And I think like wanting to spread that and like share our stories of like, oh, I made this little tiny shift and like I feel a million times better about such and such. And I think like the more times that we kind of like share those little, you know, things that worked for us, or even like, you know, maybe it won't work for another mom, but it will spark something in her to be like, maybe I need to just like ask myself what I want. Like, I don't want, you know, like, I don't want those flowers in my kitchen, but like, I want a bunch of 
don't know, chocolate at night or something. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be like different for us all, but like we have to start just asking that question and bringing awareness to the situation. Well, I think it's like you said, the small shifts. I feel like that that is what has gotten me to this place where I almost don't recognize myself because like I said, six years ago, I was just in a totally different mindset. I was in a totally different place mentally. And what has gotten me here and what I hope will continue to help me change and evolve is just the small shifts. We 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 want to see change in our lives and we want it to be immediate. We want it right then. And that's just not how it works. And so I just try to encourage people that if you want real lasting change, then you have to figure out what you can maintain, what you can manage, and what you can implement to become a rhythm and a routine to where the brain is not having to think about it. It just becomes your new normal. It becomes your new autopilot instead of the negative self-talk and the negative habits. You're now implementing these things that make you feel more alive, make you feel more connected, make you feel better about yourself, more joy, more peace. And so what I really preach is the Thrive Framework. And so it it goes through, you know, thoughts in your mindset, which is the foundation for everything, and then habits and routines, identity, value, and then your effort. Because I think when we look at each one of those components, that's where the change happens. And what we don't realize, what people don't realize is that it's within you. You have so much more power. And that's what I would, I would want to tell myself six years ago is that you have so much power. You have so much power to change your perspective and your mood and your attitude. And that is powerful. I wish I would have realized the power and the energy in that, that you know, a song can lift your mood and uh, thought can change your mood and shift your perspective. And that can really be the catalyst for this massive change in your life. It's just like we've said, just starting, just starting to become self-aware, start to ask questions, start to take some type of action because I was so stuck. I was so overwhelmed that I didn't know where to start. And so I just didn't do anything. And then I wanted life to be this certain picture perfect way. And I thought that if I couldn't get there, you know, within the span of a few days, well then, okay, why try? How am I even going to get there? I don't know. I don't know what to do to get there. So I'm just not going to try. So I'd sit on the couch, watch TV or sleep. I slept a lot. Whenever the baby would sleep, I would sleep. And that made everything 10 times worse. So I kind of try to think of it. Somehow we convince ourselves that it makes sense to just continue to not take action. When in reality, what you need to do is just take a little bit of action. Doesn't have to be perfect. Doesn't have to be, you know, a certain way. Just lower the expectations and just start where you are and start where you can. I told you that I I started with five minutes a day and five intentional minutes can really change your life. And even if you want to scale it back two minutes a day, one minute a day, if you if you are out there listening and you just never spend intentional time and you start to implement one minute a day of just focusing on you and what you need, life will change. Life will start to shift. 
that's going to, that's going to shape your day and mold your day. And then it can affect the next day. And when you create those consistent routines and habits, that's where change starts. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I think, I think that's great. Like what you're doing and the message that you're spreading and really, you know, what you want for other moms. And I think, you know, there's just, there's just coming like a huge, I think like surge of that. And like we were saying before, like, you know, you will see like what you seek. And like, I think this is like what has really led me to where I am because I wanted to see like what else is out there. What other story are people saying? Like what more can I get from this life experience and, and just like awakening to everything that's possible. And I think the more that I search for it, the more people I find who are also in that like same mind frame and, and way of life. And the more I find like within myself, like what I can be doing and where I can be going and like what is possible. And I think like that's a, like it's a really awesome thing to experience. And, you know, like you still slide back down and, and go back to like maybe like how you were before. Like that's definitely still going to get there. But you've learned things along the way that are going to help, you know, snap you back out of that that hole a little bit faster. And like each time you get to that scenario, it's going to be like, wait, no, I've I've built this into my lifestyle that like I can find what's going to make me happy sooner or or how can I get myself in a better frame of mind or or where I want to be. So I think it's it's really awesome to be like seeing that happen for myself because yeah, like I remember, you know, like 6 months postpartum I was just kind of like on the floor crying like who am I? What's going on? Like is this all life is now? And and, you know, my husband was kind of like, what can I do to help? Like, wh- what do you need? And like, I had no idea what I needed, what I wanted. Like, I like, even if somebody had asked me, like, what do you want in that moment? I don't know. Like, I have no idea. Like, that's where I was. And I think just like, you know, you know saying like yourself, like saying like, you don't even recognize like who you are sometimes. I think we forget how much we can still change like in adulthood and like what five years, 10 years can do. And it's not going to be instant. It's not going to be overnight, but it will be different in those like five, 10 years. Like there's no way that we're going to be the same people that we were. And I think we kind of like get stuck in, that idea that we can't change or, um, you know, like, oh, how much can really change in a year? And even just like looking back on like how much stuff has shifted for me in a year, you know, like two years ago, Rosie didn't even exist. So like <laughs> that's wild to just think like how much can really shift. And I think like reminding ourselves that and like giving ourselves like, that frame of mind of like what time can really do for us. 
is big. Yeah. And something shifted for me too. And I don't know if it was, you know, entering my thirties or it took three kids for me to really realize the gift of time. And it really is a gift. You know, a lot can change. A lot can change in a day, a second, like life can completely shift. And so I think another thing is just appreciating the time and seeing it as the gift that it is. We just, we take so much advantage of that and we think that we're just always going to have it and you don't. So taking today in this moment for what it is and just being appreciative of it and having that gratitude is something that I've had to start, you know, more intentionally practicing. And that really also has shifted my perspective as well. I think this was like, an absolutely amazing conversation. Like I loved every little bit of it. And I always like talking to you and talking about this stuff. Cause like I said, I feel like it's so important to find those people that you connect with and find those people that like you share similarities of, of like what you want to see in life and like where, where you feel like more, I guess like advocacy for like needs to be emulated. And I think, you know, you and I share that like same mindset of like, we want moms to see that like they can thrive in motherhood and that there is more and like, you are allowed to be happy and like, you deserve all these things and you are so worthy of feeling great and and being the mom that you want to be. And, you know, so like, I really just appreciate like this conversation and, and the time of you spending with me. So Yeah, it's been so good. I've enjoyed it as well. And I guess like a last kind of closing thought that I would just say to a mama who's listening is just that you are worth knowing and you deserve that time and that space for yourself. And it's not all about you anymore, but it's also not all about your kids. It can be about both. And so I think we have to find that balance and And I just want you to know that you matter. You still matter. And I think it's important that you give yourself some time and attention and energy because you deserve that. And so I've enjoyed this conversation. Thank you for having me on. It's been it's been a lot of fun. Well, this wraps up yet another episode of Entering Motherhood. I hope that you have found this episode helpful. And if you liked it, please share it with others who might also benefit from this information. If there's anything that you'd like to know more about, or maybe you know someone who'd like to be on the show, please visit my website, enteringmotherhood.com. I'm so thrilled to be going on this journey with you and getting the amazing opportunity to help moms during this postpartum experience. You can also now find us on Instagram and Facebook at Entering Motherhood.